And we're here today in the Brookings studio with Keith Nichols, owner's rep at DKNQ. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, good. good. Matt's here, of course. Hello. <laughs> hey, Matt. Uh, but today we're going to talk about some industry things, some LED video walls, and, and how they can integrate in different applications. But first, Keith, can we start with your origin story and tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you're at today? Well, born in Canada, so it's a little cold up there, much like uh, Brookings. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're associated in some way. Um, I started as a, you know, always tinkering when I was a kid. So I'm one of those overactive kids and picked up electronics and did all that stuff and kind of found my way after a while, which was, uh, you know, always doing electronics and everything like that. Ended up uh, doing a lot of concert stuff to make some money, did some DJing. And it kind of got very diverse because I just needed to do something. Went and did engineering, got my degree, and then uh, headed out to uh, doing more concerts. I ended up that uh, I, I loved it, but uh, it wasn't a career path. Mm. So I ended up with a company um, called Suite of Canada, which was point of sale. And it was very interesting, the data at that time that the grocery stores had and everything like that, but uh, it wasn't enough for me. And I ended up traveling 300 days a year uh, wow. across Canada. So by the time you got from one side, because Canada's massive, right? Yep. I mean, so by the time you get to one side of the country, you're <clears throat> headed to the other side. So Vancouver, Newfoundland, back and forth. And that's all I did. And that ended up uh, doing, there was a company called Micros. And Micros is a big United States company right now, bought by Oracle, um, massive company at the end. But I started that with them doing the programming for that and did the French translation from English to French so that they can sell it in Quebec. Mm -hmm. And Quebec was the only one that had casinos at that time. Okay. So there was casinos in Quebec and we needed to do a translation. That turned out to be, you know, like a big thing, but Micros didn't have a way to do a liquor interface. And by law in Canada, you, in order to comp a check, you had to have the guest check rung up by the liquor gun. Okay. Made that chip. And that's kind of got me into back to tinkering. So it was very interesting then, right? Now <laughs> yeah. it's now my juices are flowing and things are going. So anyways, that, that chip ended up going kind of viral in okay. today's world, right? It went around everywhere. Mm -hmm. Ended up in a bunch of countries. Um, I got called by, I was traveling around 300 days a year and doing this, built a, wasn't building, it was kind of just more of a, like an owner's rep, but more for point of sale in all the casinos. So installing the stuff, project managing, doing all that stuff. And then Canada took off with some casinos in Ontario. And then they eventually did some stadiums out in Vancouver. I did in GM Place. And we had a bunch of liquor guns there because they still needed to control the liquor. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that ship ended up in the Bahamas. Um, and I got a call from this guy. It was a weird call. It was just, I don't even know how I got my number. He just <laughs> says, he says, uh, we got a problem with this stuff. I said, what stuff would that be? <laughs> he says, well, this, it doesn't work with the gun. I said, okay, well, I'll help you, you know? And then eventually it turned out that he said, you got to come here. I said, well, I don't, you know, I'm not really doing service calls in the Bahamas from Canada, but <laughs> right. you know, I'll have a go That's at a big it. of a trip. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a go <laughs> yeah. at it. So, so I, there were some management issues with my company, and I, I, I just couldn't travel 300 days a year, so I, I kept telling them, you know, this, this, is, this is tiring, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I went down there and met a guy on, after I fixed it in 15 minutes or less, I spent the weekend <laughs> in the Bahamas on, on their tab and uh, having a good time, at the, good time at the beach in the bar. Um, and that's, uh, I ended up with a guy that, uh, at the bar and he said, you know, why don't you come over and take a look? And there was this Unix 
coding, so I started fixing his printers and on micros. Mm -hmm. I was this Unix micro, so I fixed his printer, cleared his, his printer jams and all this stuff, and he just started talking to me. And then he called me later and said, after I went back to Canada, and said, you know, I need you to come down here again. I said, well, again, I don't do service calls in the Bahamas, but okay, <laughs> right. if you're offering a free trip, yeah. I'm in again because uh -huh. I need some more vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> so that ended up with uh, this guy says, I want you to help me do this. And he pulled out this big set of drawings, and it was like, you know, biggest set of drawings I've ever seen. And uh, I said, this? He says, yeah. I said, well, it's like Disney World in the Bahamas. He says, yeah, exactly. I said, hmm. And it turned out that it was Atlantis Casino. Oh, wow. And so he offered me a job. I uh, was having management issues in, at Suida, and uh, I left on July 1st, Canada Day, and never paid taxes again. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good to answer those phone calls when you didn't know who the person was. It seemed to pay <laughs> yes, off pretty good. Well, because yeah. you were getting called because I was literally <clears throat> across Canada, so I, I, you know, I had one of those big Motorola cell phones, and they, people were just calling because they had problems, and yeah. I didn't know the number. It wasn't sure. that way any, in, mm -hmm. at that time, you know. So it was kind of cool. So that's kind of the history. And then that ended up to being, you know, rolling into leaving the Bahamas eventually after eight years of, you know, running the, the, the island there, which gave me a lot of experience on, you know, just because it's a, it's a city. Yep. Mm -hmm. right? You don't have anything, right? There's everything you get is what you went there with. So you were there from the start of those. So you said yeah. when you brought in the books and everything and you pointed yeah, to this, I, you were there from the beginning. From the beginning all the way through. Nice. So all the way through. And then I, I eventually became the VP of technology there. Um, going through that and acting CIO and and that's uh, I did that for eight years and it's just it it's very difficult to live on an island and do that stuff because of all that, you know it's not there's no instant gratification right mm -hmm. you know the gas station's out of gas the you know the McDonald's is out of fries you know Subway <laughs> is out of buns they don't make their own I mean, it's gonna I don't be know, a while till yeah, you get it yeah yeah geez. so <laughs> so it, it becomes island time real quick and and it, you know every all your friends sometimes are five days because they're vacationers, mm -hmm. right? So you have a great time, meet a lot of great people, but there's no sustainable thing for me personally. So okay. sounds better than it is sometimes. Is that kind of what saying? Like you think living in the Bahamas sounds very, uh, very relaxing, but there's only certain case. people that could live in that environment, right? Yeah. And you have to have a different mindset, right? And <laughs> okay. uh, you have to, you know, the, the same people that, that can go to the golf course day and day and day and day and day. And then, then that's a person, right? Yeah, you know? that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> no, it, it isn't bad. It's just, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just, you, I, I wanted more, right? The, yeah. the, the stimulation was still there. You know, maybe now I could do it, but uh, then the stimulation wasn't, wasn't there. Yeah. So. Okay. So you had to have that mindset that, okay, this is my mindset living on an island. And then you said you eventually led to other things. Was that like in Las Vegas or how did you move on? Well, well, that, so, so then I just started looking for more things and I, I kind of forced the company to get me over to the United States because uh, Atlantis had a head office because we can only have so many expats on okay. the island mm -hmm. and uh, and I was one of five right and so the head office was there I eventually started going to the head office and saying look I, I need a succession plan mm -hmm. out of that we need mm -hmm. to transition to someone else going over there I need to come here and do that stuff and management was again changing as they do in companies and it was working out I kind of got the thing started but it didn't it didn't end up that way so I had to start a company and then get over and immigrate into America. And that's when DKNQ became, you know, more prominent. I already had the name in the company because it was a retail company that was doing some entrepreneur stuff on the side. Okay. But okay. Uh, but uh, I just decided that someone said, well, why don't you do some consulting, Keith? I said, well, okay, I guess. So I, <laughs> that was the only way to get the visas and do the stuff. So that, okay. that's what I started. And then I got on with a company called Delaware North. Some people know it. Uh, they do a lot of... Um, uh, stadiums 
a lot of food service stuff. Like they're probably the largest food service supplier uh, for concession stands in, oh. in the world, or one of. There's there's basically three. There's Levy Restaurants, there's uh, Delaware North, and there's Compass Group. And those three pretty much run all stadiums mm-hmm. in America and and the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, there's, it's pretty big. So, so this moves you into consulting then at DK and Q. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, does it stand for something or kind of what is, what is DK and Q? Well, it was really just a retail bag, right? I okay. was making bags and I'd, I'd just grab letters like, you know, DNY, DMQ, something like that. And that's, you know, put it together. And it was a, at that time, there was, you know, the, the com, the dot com stuff. I could grab a four letter dot com. And no, it had it. It's, it's pretty popular, right? Okay. You know, or it's, it's worth money just as a four letter hmm. com right now. You know, so so I kept it and, and went on with that. And so you know, it was hard. It's hard putting the the, the stuff together, right? Yeah. As a as a, you know, how do I get licensing? How do I do this stuff? I mean, you could you could spend you know half a year just doing the paperwork to get this established, and you're like, I'm not making any money. I got like I, I don't know. So I got this dot com over there. Let's use that. <laughs> you know, there you so, go. So that's kind of how it went. And and then like I say, Delaware North started doing stuff. I was consulting with them, and then started stadiums. Right, that was the stadium because they owned all the stadiums. They did all the concessions for the stadiums, and mm-hmm. then I just started consulting and and being owners reps and things for that. And then it kind of I my again, I needed to be busy, mm-hmm. so they kept me busy with kind of the food service piece. But then I needed to expand, right? Yeah, because I I saw oh well look at that there's a there's a recording studio underneath there and all that. Oh, they do that over there, and you know, there's water sprinklers and there's all this stuff in stadiums, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, and that led to just just doing more for the owners and I eventually meet them eventually mm-hmm. and we have conversations and that ended up to being a full-fledged kind of IT AV and this and then the AV tailed back in because I did that when I was younger at concerts right okay so so that's how it all tiled in yeah so it, it comes around to stuff so you, yeah. stuff, you yeah. started with a call where you said I need help with stuff yeah yeah and now you looked around and go there's a lot of stuff here yeah there's a lot of things yeah. stuff <laughs> but it was all technological stuff right so when you were doing the consulting was it like that the chip part of it in the concession stand or was it like different displays behind concession stands and, and then it expanded to more technology well stuff? it was kind of the point of sale because that was the roots right okay. and the thing because of the the Canadian thing uh, and then it yep. went to you know, can we do this right with the 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 point of sale and put it on a display? Can we move it to this? And then we had an interesting thing at, at, that I started making, which is back to the juices of things, right? So the biggest problem, or one of the problems with stadiums, in, is in baseball, as an example. So opening day, um, Brewers, they come in and they have like literally eight trucks of hot dogs in the loading bay because they do dollar hot dog day uh-huh. right, on certain days. So, okay. it's, so it's it's crazy the amount of hot dogs. So what you need to know is that if people didn't buy in the stands and you open a concession stand on 305 and you got all the hot dogs up there, you can't move it during this the game. Because Once it's there, it's, it's there. there. Kind of it's there. So, so if that one's not selling any hot dogs, you're kind of toast. Oh, wow. So you really got to be strategic as to which stand gets what. So kind of this thing, you, you come into, so now... We made this thing that kind of did, hey, when that guy scans his ticket, where's he going? Mm-hmm. So we can start seeing the, the stand fill up automatically, and we can send, pre-send hot dogs to that thing because that area is getting more populated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just came to back to the – it went to the consulting. I, I need to do more than just you know this point of sale on this thing. And then that led to talking to owners, hey, we can do different technology. We can do that for the stadiums. And then eventually I rolled into the stadium – tour kind of, I call it the tour, it kind of ended because they weren't building anymore and doing any stuff. And then the casino started up. Okay. And uh, and the casino guys 
you know, I usually reach out because owners, owners of stadiums and owners of things usually hang out with other people that are of that level, right. C-suite <laughs> yeah. level. And then they, they, they call me, right? Okay. Okay. Said, hey, could you, could you do this? And, and uh, I said, yeah, you, you know, you can go. And I got on to uh, a uh, Indian casino in, um, in Buffalo, New York, which is Seneca. And there was one developer that was there that knew me, and he hired me to, to do a bunch of big renovation in their, their stadium. Or their, their, well, they had a stadium, and then they had a casino. And it, was, it actually was an amphitheater or some, I forget what it was there. It was a big theater they turned over into a casino, and they did it virtually overnight. But we did a lot of renovation there, and I was there for like four years. And it's interesting how all players, and you get that in the in your vertical, right? People know people that yeah. are mm-hmm. on that vertical. So yeah. that's how the sales kind of gels. Well, it's the same for me. Yeah. And I suppose when you were talking about having these conversations with owners or the stadium owners, you probably mentioned your background it's of obviously what you did in the Bahamas and the casino background that you had. So then when they start looking at that, your name came, yeah, your it, name came to that. It's line. the same conversation we're having today, yep. right? Is, <laughs> is it that, that, hey, what do you, you know, how do you do it? What do you do? How did you become from where you were? Yep. And, and they say, you know, I could use a guy like you, right? And, and then it turns over to a guy, you know, and that, that's the way it works. It really, really works that way. And that, that turned out, you know, eventually at the Seneca to, you know, do you want to go do MGM? Because I know this guy at MGM, and I literally in Buffalo had that little trailer on the back of my Audi, and it's typical in, you know, your West things that you put a trailer hitch on the back of an Audi. Okay. It's not normal, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Only in, Buffalo, it, yeah. only in Buffalo, only in Buffalo is that. So I put a trailer on there, loaded up my bed and thing, and I was headed back to Florida because back to the, that's where I lived essentially while I was traveling around because I came from the Bahamas across there, and that's where all my friends sure. were. So I was taking my trailer back from Buffalo there, and he said, why don't you stop in Washington, D.C.? I stopped there. I literally backed up the trailer put it into the, the garage and met this guy. And he said, you know, I think you need to come help us. I said, well, what are you doing again? You know, he pulls out these plans, same kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, here yeah. we go again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he pulled out the plans to uh, what is now National Harbor, MGM National Harbor in Washington, D.C., or Maryland. It's technically, but it's very close mm-hmm. to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, I built that uh, with him. And then I became, at that point, I became... It, it's very unusual in my field to have the three verticals, I call it. So IT infrastructure, surveillance infrastructure, and AV infrastructure. Okay. So there's some people that are experts in AV, some people are experts in IT, and some people are experts in the surveillance. There's not a lot of owners, or I don't know of any that do it, and that's what really gets me going. Are those pillars yeah. kind of, you would say, for casinos and stadiums that applies to? Yeah, or just kind of? yeah mostly. It, it's really big in the in the casinos because you have a lot of gaming compliances with the with the surveillance, yeah. and then a lot of compliances in the IT for the credit card and things like that. Oh, so, I suppose. Sure. So that, that, that does it. And then you, you, you start playing with juices again, which leads back to, you know, now the AV ties into the displays and what can we do to generate revenue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's the stuff that you're actually helping them with? Is it a lot of, like you said, those three different pillars? Is it is it across all three that you're working on? And and what are you seeing as, like, the, the constant component across multiple well, venues? I, some people ask me what my job is. Yeah. Right? What would you say and, you do here? And yeah. I say, I, the only way I could come up with it is, is that <laughs> I own anything with a wire that won't kill you. And anything that's associated to that any wire that will. So uh, an example of that is I own the TV, the data that goes to the TV, and I own the power that goes to that TV or display. So 
the power will kill you, but I own it because it's associated to the data that's there. But I don't own the generator. Okay. Right? Okay. Right? Right? Yeah. Right. So that, I appreciate you explaining it down to us like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah let me break it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. And I think this kind of ties into like one of the topics we want to talk about today is obviously with casinos and then stadiums and arenas is sports books. So maybe could you talk a little bit about what you're seeing? I mean, you've been with a casino. It's like casino life sounds yeah. maybe a little more <laughs> yeah, dramatic than it is. Yeah, glamorous. <laughs> the glamorous yeah, casino life that you've had. But maybe talk about sports books and maybe even when did you start seeing that become a bigger deal in casinos? Well, and you, you look at it like, you know, when you start that, you start up in like a place like Buffalo, which is great, and they, they start building, you know, getting money to produce better product, mm-hmm. right? And with that product, you start seeing, you know, what's really going on and what do we really build? And is it a restaurant? Is it a water park? Is it this? And you started seeing, you know, well, the horse track stuff kind of started going away a little bit, oh. right? Because there used to be just massive places where they had cubicles of people betting on horses. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people started going and looking at this and saying, I got all this square footage. How do I make more money? Because the only person's there is between, like, eight and five, but he doesn't gamble, he doesn't go to the nightclub, he doesn't do any of this stuff, how does that change? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think some of the regulations started changing, people were working on that, and then it said, we can bet on, you know, that football. Mm-hmm. And then it f- flashed, right? Mm-hmm. They said, all this square footage is for what? Because <laughs> no one's here at night, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, it's still a little bit of that, because they, they have to figure out some of the stuff on the, on the football thing, right? Because it's only at a certain time, and a certain season, and to get people yep. there all the time. Right. But that flashed yeah. into... You know, starting to working on all kinds of displays and different ways to do it. And the betting was, how do we make more revenue, right? And yeah. the people that were professionals, that started consulting with me to say, hey, how do we do something different? And we started seeing that change. And with that square footage that you're talking about, are, you, are they saying we need to put a, a display here or we have a display here that's showing different things? What, what are they looking for there? It, yeah, I th- it's more engagement, right? How do, okay. you, how do you get the customer to stay longer and spend more? Right. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, uh, you know, there's a Derek Stevens at, at Circa, he, you know, he had a great vision. Right. And he had a place called DNLV, which uh, some people know, some people don't. But he basically bought a lot in the middle of downtown Vegas when it wasn't really downtown Vegas. It was pretty rough down there. Oh, yeah. And he, he owned it outside there. And he did test runs of how do I put, you know, something up there to fill this lot. And he had picnic tables and he, had, he put up uh, stands and a thing incredible vision you know and he put up he put up a pool like a Mr. Turtle pool but you know <laughs> life size and sold tickets to it and oh, I and, and couldn't believe that he was selling tickets to and Mr. Turtle pool going, people going in this yeah. thing yeah. you know I don't know who was going to that pool but I wasn't right <laughs> you know they were actually going in there and selling it right and so that was his vision to build what is now Circa and it, it's, it knocked it out of the park and those type of guys you know you want to be associated with to 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 bring better experiences and that comes back to the you know the AV and how do we get you know more encompassing sound and how do we get things there that are more visually appealing and and make it work right and even it was like you were saying it was a bunch of kiosks when it was the horse race yeah. so it's even i mean whether you get the display up there yeah. for obviously betting information odds watching things but then it's not it eventually goes to not cubicles right all right. of a sudden it's all right how can i get everyone to kind of watch things and well you got the daddy lounger right you're yeah. tilting back yeah. you know, you're kicking back you got someone you know serving you alcohol versus this you know when i went to the check out the stuff when we were talking about this i would check out the cubicle and you know there's the the old mcdonald's wrapper in the thing and i can't see over the cubicle to see the tv i want to watch because it's meant to watch the racing here and go run to the 
the thing in bed. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, on our app, we take all that away and we start, you know, really engaging the customer in, in, on a, you know, microsecond level. Yeah. You know. And so I'm thinking then when these things start to happen, and I mean, you will need, a, this is not a shameless plug for Dactronics displays, but you're obviously going to need a display as these sports books get bigger like this to be mm-hmm. able to handle all the information and all the different sports. It seems there's more and more sports that come out that you can bet on mm-hmm. every year. But it's like, what are some of the, I would say must-haves, but we've already mentioned you can't just have kiosks, but are there like certain things that when you go into a sports book to start with, you have like a checklist maybe or something of must-haves that they need to do? I think it's working with the owner. I think some of it is must-haves in the sense that, you know, people want odds, you know, that the odds need to be live up there and putting that data back there. And that comes back to, you know, buying the right partner that can put those kind of technologies together and working with those type of partners to to goo it up where they have it. Because, you know, companies, and I I think I said this cliche before, we said it once there where, you know, sometimes things can be bought in China, but this display business is not one of them. Right. And the the reason for that is because you need a partner that's been living here, doing here, seeing the culture and understanding how to share ideas. Because, you know, if you go to that stadium over there and you've done it over there, you can get the data back from the individuals, the people and say, this is what they're doing over there. And how do you either make it better or do it differently? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Derek Stevens of the world start, you know, really hammering the home because they're entrepreneurs. They push stuff out and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know, from that perspective. And, and you know, you get all that, that stuff in the technology, and I've done a lot of stuff, right? Yep. And, and, and there it is again. Yeah, yep. it is again. And, and you, you look at it like, I build IT data centers, and there's so many criteria, you know, checklist this, checklist. I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes overwhelmingly ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, why don't we do that for displays? It, it, it's going on at Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's going on in this guy's business. It's now going to be, what, a trillion-dollar business, mm-hmm. right? Why are we not doing that? Why would you want to buy in China when you can't have the reliability and the credibility of it? it you want to buy local. Mm-hmm. And, and so when there's a problem, and I think it, there, I wasn't Derek, Greg's even said that, where he said, you know, if I have a problem, I can get on a plane, and I can talk to the engineers that built it and get the data to fix the problem of my mission-critical business. Because that's what it is now. Yeah. So long gone today. You probably could have bought China 20 years ago and not had a problem. To me, it's mission critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're talking about all these different projects and, you know, the displays and how you get involved with those projects. How do you decide what kind of displays you're going to put in those certain areas or, or what kind of stuff you're going to bring into <laughs> this space when you're creating it? So, so some of it... Um, Depending on the owner, it's really owner-driven. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it's budget-driven, but some of it's owner-driven. And, uh, and that is if you have people that allow you to bring things to the table and budgetless and then eventually curtail it, then you can bring ideas, okay. right? And an example, you know, I can't really disclose what we're working on right now, but uh, we're working on a pretty, uh, pretty incredible sports book that, uh, you know, has a new type of look, feel, and it's going to be different than anywhere else. And uh, that is because the owner, I presented an idea to the owner, and the owner bought in. And uh, I think it's going to reveal by the end of this year. And, uh, you know, we're going to see something super special. It'll be just like Circa in the <laughs> sense of it. It's going to be special. <laughs> you know, where, yeah. where Circa had, you know, pool, cascading pools and watching things from a pool, which was is unheard of. It's, it's nowhere in the world. It's one of yeah. the best sports book in the world. It is uh, right now, but currently. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. You, you work with architects. You work with mm-hmm. owners that do it. Sometimes it curtails in 
you know, wrong ways. I, you know, I don't want to say necessarily bad ways, but you got this constraints of lots of people putting input. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever gone to dinner with 14 people and never decide where you're going. You kind of never go anywhere. You know, so I like going to dinner with 14 people, know where they're going after they've picked where it is. So, <laughs> so when you got a, a direct owner like a, like a Derek Stevens or a Greg Stevens, you know, great people that say, hey, this, I, I did Mr. Turtle Pool over here. I want a big size of it, and this one I do. And then it comes to, you know, people like myself and say, how do we... How do we make this happen? You know, and then we look at sound and areas and and angles and viewing and what do you want to do? And mm-hmm. he comes back later after we got kind of things laid out and we show him and he says, "Let no, let's tweak it a little bit here." That kind of thing. Okay. So do you usually come in? I would say it's at the beginning because most of these examples you have given is when someone comes to you with an idea or you're coming to them with an idea and you help build it up. Has anyone ever come to you with? like an existing sports book or casino and say, how do we make this better? Are you always kind of like in the, I say renovation or newer construction side? Have you ever come in like after the fact? Yeah, sometimes I like do. like bar rescue, but yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Help us, Keith. Stadium rescue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're drowning. I think I think sometimes it's a, it, it is kind of that all, all the time. It is a renovation because what the guys realize now, you know, back when I was at Atlantis, they, they kind of, the development guys kind of treated me like they didn't need me. Mm. Right there, because that was the era where it's it's a phone on the wall. We we'll call you when we need to make a call, right? Yeah. We'll, then you put the phone in, right? Just come set it up, and when we need the point of sale, when there's a customer there, we'll call you when we need to put it on the counter, right? Now, you can't do anything without me, yeah. right? So between furniture and me, we own almost 100 percent of the building. So you can't sit on anything and you can't watch anything without the stuff I put in. So it's, it's, it's imperative. So what happens with the architects is they kind of get over their skis and they start designing this, you know, mega yeah. complex yeah. and how does it look? And they, they go, well, we need a guy that does stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that <laughs> works. Yeah, you know, that, that, just, that just works in my favor now. Because, yeah. again, now it's, it's not just, you know, it's, it's not a casino with technology in it. It's a technology casino, hmm. right? And, and that's with owners, once they figure that out, they seek out people like myself to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, you make it feasible for them. They've got these ideas, and you come in and say, okay, we need infrastructure in place to make this actually happen, or like look at this idea and, and say this is feasible, or this one we might need to tweak, mm-hmm. and, and you kind of make it something that's you know possible. And there, there's all the other stuff that adds to it, right? You know, viewing angles, what's the, the where is it going to go? The sound is, is key now mm-hmm. in these sport books. I mean, we were going to touch on that to, to do it. It's, it. The sound is, you know, very hard for me to manage mm-hmm. because you have now these very hard surfaces that are massive. And what do you do? Because now they want sound, right? They want surround sound. They want thunder. They want, you know, they want to feel the football coming at them and, yep. and hitting this stuff. And that's where we're seeing some, you know, nuances of that stuff, right, is, is how do we make the experience, you know? And, and Sphere is going to do some of that this year, right? Sphere is making a whole round ball that's yeah. got LED everywhere, <laughs> yeah. right? On the power and all the stuff that it takes, it's massive. Mm-hmm. And how do you get sound and Wi-Fi and cameras in a thing where you it's all glass? Works and not overwhelming too to everybody? Well, like well just yeah. all of that, right? How do, you, how do you get the sound to someone in a circle? Forget <laughs> about the hard surfaces of the LED, right? And they have like some incredible, you know, things that are going to come out there where we're going to start seeing trans, you know, transparent types type sound yeah you know and and throwing directional and there's some great things like Meyer that uh, do a lot of you know 
casting of sound and direct sound, and we're we're seeing some incredible stuff coming out of that because it's it's also encompassing that that sportsbook feel. Yeah, it's it's like maximizing the technology that's there today too. Have you seen some of the change in technology over the years since since the Bahamas till today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. You used to have a phone that was there with a cord and a little yeah, ring dingy, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah do the thing. I, you know, most of it now. You know, I'm not sure where we're going to head with some of the cloud stuff, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's still a lot of this mission critical things that happen in a stadium. And, and some of them is, you know, back to the, the same thing. I got a controller that controls the display, mm-hmm. right? I don't want it to be a cloud because mm-hmm. if I get cut off, that display is going off. If it's Super Bowl, we're toast, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't repeat the event. You're going to restart the router. Yeah, yeah you it, can't tell them to kick off it. again and start over. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It, it just doesn't work that yeah. way. So, so, you know, that's some of the major changes. We had this whole push to, hey, everything's in the cloud, go to AWS. We've seen that uh, with AWS failing, right? Mm-hmm. It was a big deal, right? They, all these websites went down, they controlled the stuff, and that's when all the casinos went, whoa. We can't be over there, yep. like all right. of us. So, so I'm still building data centers, still doing some of the, the same stuff I did before, and that 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 helps. So, when you already mentioned a couple of things, like looking at viewing distances, uh, viewing angles of different things, when it comes to an LED wall in a sports book, what are some of the the things you look for to know which one to pick? Well, you know, we've done it a few different ways. A lot of it's, you know where the, the person's going to sit. And we have like some really good technology in the AutoCAD business now where you can you know put people in places. I'm much like Ticketmaster or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But, but all that depends on the quality of the LED. And, and back to the data points. I mean, DAC has an incredible lab that pushes through stuff and compares LEDs and does all kinds of you know, science to it. Mm-hmm. Right? When I'm buying it from somewhere else, I'm not sure I have the data. I know I don't. Right? I don't have the data where that is. What lot is an LED? What, where did it come from? How did it get here? And if it isn't right, how do I fix it? Yep. I don't know if I have the whole LED. I mean, we're talking about you know, millions of dollars here. We're not talking about it, just a TV that you hang on the wall and you can go to Best Buy and say, hey, you know, this is, uh, I'll just replace that my, my LG with my Samsung and you know, pick between the two. That's the infrastructure. It's all the stuff. We're talking, you know, even if I buy an LED for $7 million, I'll probably have twenty million in infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. and and that's a huge deal, right? And if you can't figure out pinpoint the problem with the people you do, and and we have we have problems. There's there's always problems when you build new construction, and we've had some disasters and people that are local and people that are there, and as, and especially DAC from a partner perspective, you know, in that regard, just can step up because they have all those resources, right? Yep. They're mm-hmm. there. They're doing that. You're not buying it online. You're not doing it stuff, and it's not just the, the LED of the week. And, and that's important. Yeah, and I mean, they say it's like a big TV, but we always say you, you can't just hit an on button and then everything works, right? You've <laughs> right. got to have something behind it to run it. What, like, what are you using to run it on the back end, like the control? Well, and, and that's, that's actually you know, a huge science in, in trying to, it's really hard to get the operation guys to say, what, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you, you have to coach them to say, give them flavors. You know, it's almost like, you know, picking, you know, going somewhere and picking out some furniture. It's very difficult to do unless you say, Hey, here's the three seater. Here's the four seater, right? Mm-hmm. Which one would you like? Which color would you like? If you don't do that, you'll be there forever. And we do a lot of that in the background, um, with, all the data that goes in there and saying, hey, how many 
you know, and tour sports books and say, how many racetracks do you want to watch? How many football games at the same time? And we all know when, when it gets to March Madness and things like this, there's a maximum. It tops out. But you need to be at that maximum. Yep. You know, and how are we going to win to it? And again, good partners. You know, Analog Way is one of the one of the ones that we use to drive all that stuff. You know, they're great partners to be able to do it. They do the most matrixing that we can do it. It feeds the the systems and the ecosystems to the LEDs to make sure that this all works and reliable. Back mm-hmm. to the same thing. If I got a show controller that you know doesn't do anything at the end of the day and it fails, I got a problem. Yeah. Right? I, the LED is useless. It's rendered useless. So again, we go through all those systems and make sure we diligently pick what is driving it properly. And uh, I've heard sometimes from people, too, if it's an LED wall versus, say, an LCD wall even, there's when you're having these conversations of how many sports do you want on here, how do you zone it out for betting information, other live sports, you're able to create, I mean, multiple different things, right? You could all of a sudden have it be one one screen is bigger, right? Their zone is bigger for a, a higher-level profile game that's going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, is that kind of how you get involved, too, then? There's, like, how many different looks? Because I'm thinking of, like, sports stadiums are always saying, like, oh, we want a full-screen look and then, like, an in-game look and a sponsor look. Are you kind of doing that, too, with the board when it's yeah, like how many different ones you're going to have? I mean, again, back to coaching, right? Because if, mm-hmm. if you give someone an open, a paintbrush and just paint the, you know, the whole landscape painting they want, unless they're an artist that mm-hmm. does that regularly, it's going to be a bad painting, yep. right? And so we, we don't want to do that. But there are certain entrepreneurs like Derek Stevens, right, that – have a vision of what they're doing. They've also test driven it over somewhere else where they've put up a bunch of TVs and kind of changed it around and had a different, you know, whatever. Apple TV, a bunch of cables, a bunch of laptops, and they're trying to do this, you know, at, at Jerry rig it together, and then that's the vision, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we replicate that. So coaching them into that, that scenario, and there's only so much people can endure, right? If, you know, we can, you can play 300, you know, different channels up there, but you can be able to see them enough. Does anybody to want to watch yeah. that? I, yeah. I, I personally. What's the over/under on that one? Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, tell yeah, it. yeah. Well, that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got the little odd ticker tape going down <laughs> at the bottom. You can't see it, and it takes about three years to go by. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we we just don't want that. So that that's that's a lot of the coaching to okay. to make that happen. You know. Yeah, and you mentioned the the infrastructure a couple different times, and and you even mentioned architects from the beginning. Is that a, a bigger consideration as well, like the, the structural support of something, or they want to put this huge video wall right here? Does that have to work with the architecture, with the framing, and make sure everything kind of works together to to pull that together? It's huge. I mean, you know, the the LED is one thing, and picking you know again back to the, the great partner to work with. You you know, if you're working with someone overseas in a different time zone and a different thing to wake up at twelve o'clock and try and make a phone call to somewhere overseas and and figure out what size of structure, or how weighted is on the on the piece. It's it's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know it's probably you know, in a magnitude of double or triple of what the LED costs, you know, the string. So we need to get somewhere where it's it's lighter, mm-hmm. but we can still do the customization that we have today, right? Sure. And, and that, it's, you know, I say this about a TV. If you just take an example of a TV, a TV, you know, if I can drive the price from any, you know, company X down 50 bucks on a hotel room for 200 rooms, it doesn't mean anything because... I got a data jack that's fifteen hundred bucks. I got a I got a mount that's five hundred. I got a you know wall mount that's there, and I got you know labor that's doing that. So the TV's a rounding error, yeah. Right mm-hmm. at that point, so it's we need to get somewhere with that, and and the building is also there. Like if you yeah. look at Circa, it's it's a massive undertaking to put that display up, and <laughs> you're talking about two floors and putting a whole set of floor and getting the 
the, the angles there. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. It's, it's all just got to work together. <laughs> you know, you, like you said, that holistic view, if they've got that full view of the idea, it kind of helps bring everything together from the get go. It does. And you, and you get the, you know, the architects that, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a clash sometimes because it's, they want it pretty, but it's not functional. Oh, yeah. Right. And some of this, and just a recent install of, uh, of stuff I did, you know, incredible sound we did in this room. And the architect said, I want, you know, velvet curtains. I said, well, that's a challenge, right? Because he put velvet curtains in front of the speakers. They typically don't work like that. <laughs> <Right>. So, so <laughs> that, what? That, that's, a, that's a problem, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's part of those stages. And it's the same thing of viewing angles, right? When we were back to viewing angles. Circa was very difficult to do two stages with a big display. And we realized after a while where, you know, Derek wanted like all these windows because, you know, it's a kid in the candy store all of a sudden, mm -hmm. right? He wants all these windows. But when you look at it in reality, if you go up to the upper floor, you can't see the bottom one unless you're hanging over the edge, you know, so you only have half the display. So it actually became not vertical this way. It became split this way to mm -hmm. make it make sense. Sure. And that took time to draw out. And that's that's what I sit with the owners to make out. Does some of that come up then during the... Let's say the the sketching or drawing phases when you start thinking of it, and there's some an adjustment after it's installed and used for a while, and you're like, oh, people are actually looking at it this way or using it this way. We need to adjust something. Yeah, spot on, and that, and that's why you're you're always through the whole life cycle, right? But guys like me, you're not just done once it's installed. You're you're out, you yeah. can't be because yeah. it's 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 a life cycle. You know, we didn't notice that you couldn't see that way, even though we had all the computers and the technology in there that you couldn't see over that. We call it the bucket where the slot machines are. Yeah. Until we were physically there. Yep. I mean, we had examples of it up for weeks before, and it was like, whoa, this is a challenge, right? And yeah. we spent all our time like what windows and showing Derek yeah. and all these PowerPoint presentations and all that stuff and it all went <laughs> in, about, in about four seconds when we walked over the edge and went wow that's a problem that's a problem that's yeah. like we always say in sports our customers almost always we say is the first year they have a new install the layout and look of the board is almost always going to change the following year because when they put in something brand new then they hear from people like, hey, I didn't see enough replays or it was too small or right. too many ads or whatever it might be. So it's always like the looks change, even though you put in plenty of renderings and sketches ahead of time. It's once it starts being used, then you seem to get a lot more feedback than you did earlier on. And then you make adjustments year after year. Yeah, customer feedback's huge. And, and then the other part is you, you don't have a full building, mm -hmm. right? Sound does this a lot. Right, we we were sitting there and you know in circa and remember it, we were just blasting this stuff mm -hmm. like it was thunderous, right? Yep. And Derek wanted it more, and now he's he loves loud music, but but he wanted more, and and it it wasn't audible, so it was hard to make that. And then when we filled the place and started doing it, the audible came out, you know. So we've been talking about a, a bunch of different details that go into it and how everything needs to work together from infrastructure to te technology and what that technology entails, even sound um, as a different aspect of it. Um, what do you kind of see on the horizon for sports books or, or these um, casino type spaces for technology? I, I think we're going to see, you know, bigger, brighter, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily louder, but more encompassing type experiences. I, you know, whether it's a, you know, a top golf or a, you know, type of, you know, more interactive. I mean, if you've ever been to Top Golf, they got Angry Birds, right? And yeah. Hammered. It's incredible, right? Yeah. And 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 how do we get that that type of thing in sports? Because you know, I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't go to Top Golf just to hit it into the holes anymore. But I love Angry Birds, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just more, and it because it encompasses everybody. And we got to get those 
you know, people, more people involved. And I think they're trying to do that, right? How do you get the person that doesn't bet? Because I don't bet regularly. You know, I'm, I'm not spending, you know, 14 hours studying what player was yep. born and whether his mother and father did X as a child <laughs> and all this stuff that these guys do, that, which doesn't mean anything anyways because, you know, the, the lady that throws the thing at the dartboard is, has a better stat than just like stocks, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think, I think we're going to see that. You know, the sound is, is also key, you know. I, I, it's hard to get sound right now encompassing in front because it, blo- it physically, visually blocks something. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do I put it behind the display? How do I get it that the display's breathing sound? You know, that's that's really for me what I think is the, the next step on those things. How do I get these hard surfaces to work? How do I get it to push to the to the guest? You know, and, and you know, Sphere's doing some stuff where they're you know, they're they're shaking the seats and, you know, sending you know, sending uh, <laughs> all kinds of, you know, God. It's like a, a 40 theater where they're. I was you know, just going to say that. Yeah. Like smells, right? They're doing smells yeah, smell. and they're doing stuff yeah. like that. And then water and you know, all this, the, these things that yep. come out of the seats. And yeah. I, I'm not sure it's, that's going to work out, right? Because I don't know if I want to be at a concert and get you know water from a seat. I just, you know, <laughs> was, right? I did a San Diego Zoo, a family and I went and they did like the, yeah, it was the 4D yeah. thing of a reel. And it was the same thing. The sheet, the seats moved and all of a sudden when they all splashed in the movie, they'd spray right. water they'd in your face and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and then wind would come up. Yeah, and, but yeah. it was only like 20 minutes. It wasn't the whole movie. So yeah. it was kind of cool for a while, but yeah, I don't know if that was for a concert, if I would feel the same Yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, if I'm in a music park, you know, I'm kind of expecting that, right? You know, yeah. I, I'm going to, uh, I yeah. like that because I'm engaged, but, but I, at a concert or a thing and <laughs> right. I just, you know, YouTube concert Someone's going to throw some water at me. I'm, I'm already engaged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. doing that, right? Um, so maybe without giving anything away from, from what you actually do, could you give any tips for people that are looking to implement technology into these spaces as well? Well, I'm happy to give anything. I'm a consultant, right? So, sure. So, so well, I can with, give lots away. Without not charging <laughs> yeah. somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that, that you really have to have a direction of what you want within reason, okay. right? Uh, these things are not infrastructure money friendly you know we have a a fairly large place going in right now with some you know a new very new concept uh in a in a bar type environment and the steel is 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 heavy yeah you know it's it's i'm putting it up long before and if i don't if that plan doesn't work out it's gonna go inherently bad Right, and yeah. I'm not going to be able to get a steel guy up there at the last minute just to make some tweaks. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. So, so you really have to have a plan. I, I think that's the te- you know lay out some sort of plan. Sure. And and there's lots of guys that, that do you know do sketches really well, visionary type stuff that you you can even hire a guy on you know the internet to, uh, you know Fiverr or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Say Fiverr upward. Yeah, yeah, to do a concept, right? Yeah. You know, to to because these type of people just think differently. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not that think differently guy in that regard because I have my business is logic. Right? Yeah. Sure. It's logical. So it's hard to get me out of that, but I, but I do, right? You know, it's it jumping out of that suit. So I think that would be the number one is, you know, what, what do you want to do? And Derek, you know, we, can, we made this thing come to life. Sure. You know, Derek Stevens, because he had tested it. He had a vision, and, and mm-hmm. you know, we knocked it out of the park. Awesome. I mean, that, that's probably the best. You know, right now it's the biggest sports book in the world. That thing is mm-hmm. just, it's, it's, it's sick. I need yeah. to get out there and see that. I've no, seen a lot. Yeah. We promote it a lot on our end for yeah. marketing, for pictures and videos. And, <laughs> we'll get uh, there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you know, the only thing you can do is to maybe take out the slot machines on the top and make it a top golf on the top and smack it at people. I don't know. <laughs> but I see. And Derek's the only one that could probably do that and get away with it because <laughs> it's in Fremont Street. Yeah. You know? But that's, uh, that, you know, that's, that's kind of what I would do. And then, you know, you really have to think about all the infrastructure to do that, you know. You know, it, 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 these these things, the brighter they get, the 
you know, the more dense they get, the more power they take. This is not, you know, if you look at like a Tesla supercharger, everybody says, well, we're going to put in a Tesla supercharger. Well, it's 500 megawatts of power, yeah. right? This is a small city, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, I, if anybody does the math, it's, you know, it's, it, it's one house per car, a full on. Well. Is what a supercharger takes. <laughs> so this isn't light. LEDs are the same, right? The brighter they get, the more they suck. Yeah. Powers, you know. So that's good. Yeah. No, I want to thank you definitely for coming here and being the first guest in our, our studio in the here studio, for the podcast. Yeah. But um, <laughs> all the way coming here to Brookings, you were here uh, this week, though, visiting things. Can you give us maybe a quick recap of how everything went? You know, I never... Yes. I mean, you know, we went through a, a, a crazy tour through this uh, wonderful factory and just a, the history here, right? Mm-hmm. The history of, you know, and, and that's kind of some of my, my history, right? You had two guys that went to school here and, you know, kind of tinkered with stuff. Someone drove by them and asked them for something to do, and they started tinkering and making stuff, right? Yeah, we need help uh, with stuff. Yeah, yeah. and they, they, they made everything from voting boards <laughs> to a, a wrestling mat thing, which is like, wow. You know, this is this is pretty diverse, but you know, mm-hmm. that's what they do, and and then it grows, right? They, they just grew it to, you know, someone needs more expertise in this area, and they just kept doing it, and and that science is really really important. The key to this here in Brookings is far than anything I've seen mm-hmm. in any kind of vertical of those technology. If I look at the, you know, the cameras when they fail, if I look at the stuff, all this mission critical stuff, the servers, we don't even get data from HP on when their server fails. We have to send it back to some sort of lab and do this stuff. Here, scan a code. I know where the LED was. I know what resistor went into it. I know what lot it came into. And if that lot's a bad lot, we can go back to the manufacturer and do it. Even when you go through things like you know, power supplies, power supplies aren't your power supplies in some cases. Mm-hmm. So they're made by you know, Meanwell, which is one of the best power supplies in the world. Mm-hmm. But what you do is make sure when you institute change, you test those and send back the data to the manufacturer. And your contracts are written that you know, they can't change anything without you knowing. Because they're essentially wrecking your mission critical yep. and and the statement you're saying you're saying that hey we test all the stuff we have all the data but if you institute change into the thing then your data is no good yep. right and you uphold those type of people and the litmus test for that is second to none it's 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 unbelievable because you got to see the reliability lab i know that's always a uh I say a fan favorite, but when people yeah. come here to see what's done in there, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing like uh, putting some LED underwater and making it run with electricity and you know, having no rules. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. Did right? you want to tinker with stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I, I, I asked them if I could take a picture just so I could take you know one of those at home, maybe put it in my bathtub, so I'm gonna run some electricity and do that, some salt water, you yeah. know. And but but there's there's also some things you know taking back in that they they also realize those those type of scientists, even though their brains at a different level and and very focused on that level, is that. That the real life can't create, you know. I've gone through seven hurricanes, right, with casinos. And you cannot understand until you hit a cat four. You know, I'm I'm happy to hang around Mm -hmm. till cat 4.5. After that, anybody that stays in a cat five is crazy, (laughs) right? And and you won't last. There's not a structure that can do it. It doesn't matter what the engineer says. Something's going to go wrong. And these, these... engineers that you have here understand that you know there's nothing like putting something out in the middle of the desert because there's rain there's salt water there's stuff and you know put put a led display outside and hang it in the bahamas we'll see what happens mm-hmm. right that's that you can't create that in the lab mm-hmm. and they realize that so they try and create those conditions that make it as clear as we can do or feedback that stuff from the live field and bring it back in to make that happen yeah. and that's smart you know that's just plain mm-hmm. smart it's understanding real life even though you know we've all been there where someone's built something and they're a rocket scientist, but, you know, it, 
the rocket's never flying. Yep. <laughs> Let's be serious. <laughs> yeah. So, so they they got some great people that uh, that do that, and it's 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 huge. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming today and, and sharing all of your your insights into what you've been doing and, and hearing how you went to the Bahamas from Canada and, and all that interesting story of how you've got to where you are today and, and sharing your insights into the the industry for us with the technology and everything you're working with. So thank you. No, it's a pleasure. We didn't even get to like Dubai and Cuba. So next time, maybe. Yeah, we yeah. can do a part two. Yeah, yeah, part yeah, two. yeah sure. Yeah, we'll go for a tour. Yeah, it sounds we'll go, like you can need I, another tour when you come. I think back. we can go for a tour. We'll mic me up and we'll go down there and see what you guys got. All right. <laughs> sounds great. Sounds good. Thanks. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Take care.